Welcome to Marx's Voice, bringing you ideas and analysis from Socialist Appeal, the Marxist voice of labour and youth. For regular updates, subscribe to our podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes or any major podcast provider. Or visit our website at www.socialist.net where you can donate and subscribe to our paper online and help support us in the struggle for socialism. Hello and welcome back to Marxist Voice, the podcast of Socialist Appeal, the Marxist voice of labour and youth, which is also now the paper and the podcast that the right wing of the Labour Party officially does not want you to hear or to read. And we've been away for a while. We've been out on the streets selling Socialist Appeal. We've been out on the demos protesting about Kill the Bill and uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, against austerity, against this horrible criminal Tory government. But we're back uh, tonight with this special live stream uh, to talk to Rob Sewell, editor of Socialist Appeal, about some particularly significant events that have been taking place over the last few days. Socialist Appeal, along with three other left-wing organisations, are to be prescribed from the Labour Party. Uh, The crime is simply one of being socialists. Uh, No other real reason is given. Every other reason given is spurious. Um, And really, this is a direct political attack on us, Socialist Appeal as an organisation, and the ideas of Marxism that we represent. Now, today, as I said, the NEC of the Labour Party is meeting to discuss a motion that would see Socialist Appeal and these other groups prescribed. The motion is currently still being discussed. We hoped that there would be a decision by now that we could comment on. But we've also got to face reality, which is that the the right wing currently dominates the Labour NEC, and therefore this motion is very likely to pass. The right wing uh, are really out for blood, and socialist appeal seem to be first in the firing line. And um, so obviously we can't comment on uh, the result for certain, but obviously it looks like it will be passing. And with that is likely to come a reported 3,000 expulsions. Uh, Apparently already 3,000 letters have been lined up by the Labour Party's compliance unit to send out to Socialist Appeal supporters and other activists uh, who they deem as incompatible with Labour Party membership. Now, there was actually already earlier today a protest outside Labour HQ organized by the groups uh, affected by this, targeted by this, as long as as well as other groups across the left. Uh, speakers from Socialist Appeal were present uh, as, as, and supporters were there saying socialists in, Starmer out. And we've had uh, an enormous amount of solidarity and support coming in from across the labor movement. Big organizations like Momentum and Unite have come out against this. The left NEC members have all publicly stated that they will vote against this uh, motion to prescribe. Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell and other MPs have come out against this bureaucratic move. And uh, we're seeing also a swell of grassroots support coming in from ordinary Labour members who are angered and outraged that this uh, bureaucratic uh, wing of the party, the Blairites, the right wing, are spending more time attacking the left than attacking this criminal Tory government. We've seen messages of support explicitly coming into Socialist Appeal from John McDonnell, from Ian Hodgson, the president of the Bakers Union, from Paul Holmes, the new president of Unison. 
as well as uh, motions of solidarity and statements of solidarity from uh, grassroots groups, local labor groups, CLPs that are controlled by the left. And in other words, you can really see that this has provoked a groundswell of anger and outrage, unlike anything we've seen really since Jeremy Corbyn's suspension back last year. Now, uh, Rob, uh, we're joined with, uh, with Rob Sewell, editor of Socialist Appeal tonight, to discuss the relevance of all these events. And, and Rob, just to start us off then, as I said, this, this seems to really be a wake-up call for the left, the fact that there's thousands of uh, expulsions set to take place, probably the biggest wave of expulsions and, and exclusions we've seen since at least the 2015-2016 Labour purge, uh, when they tried to manipulate the results of the leadership election possibly even uh, before that. Obviously, thousands of members have left out of disgust and demoralization on top of that. But it seems to have really uh, been a wake-up call for the rest of the left that, that there's a wider attack coming here against the left wing of the Labour Party, and that now is really the time uh, to actually act and do something. Uh, and it's really alarmed the rest of the left. So can you just start us off by saying, what do you, really, what do you see as the significance of this uh, attack against Socialist Appeal and these other groups? Well, I think obviously it's, it's a very serious uh, situation from the point of view that there are um, whole layers of people who, who joined the party in order to hopefully transform their lives and the lives of working people. And they're they being betrayed really by the Labour leadership. Uh, I don't think this is a surprise necessarily because the whole of the last 18 months has been one of a, an attack on the left and also a shift to uh, to the right on behalf of Starmer and company. And it's quite clear that they they had a, a plan, if you like, they had a strategy of um, ridding the party, as they would see it, uh, of Corbynism. Uh, of course, they couldn't do it in one fell sweep. After all, um, Starmer stood on a, a platform of, of unity in the party, and his 10 points, and uh, we continue, you know, the from the you know 2017 policies and so on and so forth. In other words, he conned uh, the membership in order to vote for him as leader of the Labour Party. And uh, while uh, perhaps me and you had, uh, knew what the score was in relation to what he was trying to do, many generally believed that he would carry on where things were left off, the, you know, the good policies at that time. But clearly they must feel betrayed at the present moment because it's uh, quite blatant in the way in which uh, the, the party has been shifted to the right. But there's very little difference between uh, uh, the, the Tory government and uh, the so-called loyal opposition. You know, this man, this 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 constructive opposition of of, uh, of Starmer, and uh, of course he's also engaged in a review of policies, which means they're going to try to ditch the policies as well. So it, it reminds me of the Kinnock days. You know, where uh, Kinnock also started out by um, on the left, of course, and then uh, used that in order to push the party to the right. He became a, an establishment man. And he also carried out the purge, a big purge with the militant, and then from militant went on to other layers until he crushed the, the life out of the Labour Party and prepared the way for Blairism, uh, as we know. And um, so I, I'm not surprised at this, uh, this uh, uh, attack. Clearly also that Social Appeal has been quite prominent, I think, in, in the past period in, in fighting for you know, bolder socialist policies uh, going further. The, re the restoration of Clause 4, for instance, the socialist uh, clause of the party adopted in 1918, we wanted to restore because it was taken away by Tony, uh, Tony uh, Blair in, in 1995. 
And we thought that this is the time for it to, to be, you know, put back in place after all. You know, we're facing the greatest crisis of capitalism for the last 300 years. You know, the time for a bold socialist policy is now. It's never been greater. Uh, and uh, we got what? Uh, we pushed the campaign. We got support from other uh, lefts and so on and so forth who were prominent in the campaign. And 62% of constituency local parties voted in favour to restore clause for. Unfortunately, the, the, the uh, trade union leaders decided uh, otherwise, but um, also we participated on a recall conference because the way the, this, this uh, disgusting witch hunt was taking place in the left, where Corbyn was being suspended, where parties were being suspended, individuals were being suspended and witch hunted in the, in the party. And we thought, well, you know, uh, there should be a special body conference to decide this, let the membership decide what's going to happen. Of course, they, they blocked that again. Again, we were, we were pushing the, like that and we were to the forefront of that. Uh, and and not, even now, it was the disillusionment of Ustama and the uh, the ineptitude of, of the leadership and, and, the, and the way they, they performed that we, we we put forward the idea of a no-confidence vote in the leadership. And we, we think they should be replaced. There should be a new leadership contest where the left should put up once again and fight for, for the leadership of the party. But of course, that, uh, that also uh, rang alarm bells, I should imagine, in the... In, in the leadership of the Labour Party, because we have young communists up and down the country putting these motions, getting support around this, this issue, explaining things politically. And of course, uh, they're, they're alarmed that this could get uh, support with the change in it. And we put forward a rule change as well for the party conference, that if there is a, a, no, a no confidence vote, then there should be an automatic vacancy for the leadership, which is a democratic demand in any case. But all these things must have started ringing alarm bells. And that's why we were also put on the uh, the hit list, if you like, the blacklist, if you like, because that, that's, a, that's what it amounts to, a banning of uh, different sections of the party. And, you know, four have been put on it now. Next week will be another four, and the week after that will be another four. This is the way it's going to be, uh, go on. So this is a beginning of a generalised purge in the party. Let's not, uh, you know, have any illusions about it. Um, but, of course, yeah, there is a background, isn't it? I mean, uh, the right wing... Uh, we lost the control of the Labour Party. You know, the ruling class lost control of the Labour Party in, in 2015 with the election of Jeremy Corbyn. And, uh, of course, they, they were terrified it was going to happen, not so much the, perhaps for, for, for Jeremy's sake, but uh, the masses that now started to, to, to coalesce around him in a radicalised way and pushing the Labour Party to the left. And they did lost control, apart from, of course, the Parliamentary Labour Party, which was like... A, a bit of a cesspit, if you like, of the, of the right wing and uh, the official dumb and, and, and right wing councillors and so on. If you like, all, the, all those leftovers, if you like, of the past, they were the, 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 the headbangers of the right, if you like, and they uh, attempted to, to undermine and destroy Corbyn in, in whatever way he, he, he sees, whatever way they saw fit, they through, uh, through sabotage, through uh, undermining him left, right, and centre, going to the press. I mean, I've never seen such a, a, a witch hunt against the individual in order to destroy the movement. And um, unfortunately, they, 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 they managed to go quite a long way, you know, and to the point that they've suspended Jeremy Corbyn, first of all from the Labour Party when he, when he was readmitted, and then from the Parliamentary Labour Party. It was for three months. That was eight months ago. They're going to keep him. Don't worry. They've got the bit among, you know, uh, in their, was their teeth, you know, and they're, they're determined to carry this counter-revolution through because that's what it is. An attempted counter-revolution uh, through uh, the, the Labour Party. And we just uh, we just the begin. We the hors d'oeuvre, if you like. There's, there's the beginnings of it, you know. And uh, of course, they'll, they'll come for others um, once they get away with it. And uh, I saw so today is it that they're 
they're, they're in financial difficulties now because the membership has, has fallen so much. 100,000 people have left the Labour Party in disgust. And, uh, of course, uh, there's a financial problem. They're going to they're gonna make redundant uh, 90 full-time staff. Although then they go on to say they're going to take on 30 to 40 agency workers uh, in order to spy on members of the, of, of the party to see if they, they're reading socialist appeal or they're, they're declaring uh, you know, left-wing policies to root them out automatically. And it's, uh, there's not even a right to appeal as far as I understand. It's an absolute disgrace. Uh, from beginning to end. But what do you expect? What do you expect from, from uh, this gang of, of right-wing, uh, uh, if like, uh, well, if they're, they're, they're for, for, for capitalism, clearly. They want to make the Labour Party safe for capitalism. They're agents of capitalism. Let's not mince words here. They are agents of capitalism working in the Labour Party. And um, their task is to make sure that the Labour Party is firmly under their control so it doesn't get out of hand. And that's what they've done for years and years and years, for decades and decades and decades. But they lost control in 2015. That shocked them. And they're not going to, in their view, they're not going to have that uh, repeated again. And therefore, they've got to go for, for, the, for blood, if you like. They want blood. They want, uh, you know, mass expulsions. And uh, they've made it clear in, in the past. If it means clearing out 10,000, they'll clear them out. Because everyone they expel, they hope another 100 will leave. It's demoralized, to frighten, and so on and so forth. And members of the party. So that's where it's, it's all leading. And it seems that this is obviously not accidental in terms of the timing. You've, you've got the Labour Party conference coming up in September. There is a rule change that's supposed to be going to conference that we've helped uh, also pass in many CLPs, which calls uh, for, well, a rule change that if it were passed would uh, allow a vote of no confidence in the leader at conference to be binding and force a vacancy, force a leadership contest, which would obviously allow the left to actually launch a leadership challenge, uh, given that they would then have a lower threshold of MPs uh, required to nominate uh, a candidate. We've also seen, obviously, votes of no confidence in Starmer recently, uh, and it looked like in the, uh, up until the, the very narrow victory in Batley and Spen that even the right wing was willing to get rid of Starmer. It seems now that in the wake of that very narrow victory, Starmer's trying to consolidate and go back on the offensive and uh, and clear out the, the the left, you know, saying that, that Corbynism and socialists are the problem, that the Labour still needs to move further to the right and so forth. So it's, it all seems like uh, part of this process going into Labour conference that the right wing probably afraid, actually, that, that some of these motions could pass. Clearly, they've been stitching up CLPs, AGMs. Uh, delegate nominations, uh, all of these sorts of things have been stitched up over the last uh, few weeks and months to try and, uh, you know, uh, make sure the vote goes in their favour at conference. But this also seems to be part of that, that, you know, taking out, decapitating the most militant layers of the uh, of the left that are actually the ones fighting for these kind of motions. And in, in terms of targeting us specifically, socialist appeal, uh, it, they're, they're using, on, on the surface at least, the, these uh, these excuses that uh, you know we're an organisation within the uh, within the Labour Party. We're a party within a party is is the, the phrase they've used. Uh, you know that we're entryists effectively. Uh, that that our ideas are somehow, as you say, toxic or, or poisonous. These are all the kind of terms that are being used, and uh, and and therefore. That Labour Party membership and socialist appeal support are incompatible, something that they said when they actually expelled myself and, and others 
the first time round in 2015, 2016, we were we were actually all let back in after disciplinary panels said that there was no incompatibility. But these are the kind of excuses that, that you've seen being given by the right wing. Obviously, a lot of it is window dressing. What would you answer in terms of all of these uh, kind of slanders and smears against us as an organization? What what do you think are the real reasons they're going for us and targeting socialist appeal in particular? Well, as I said, it is a, obviously a broader question. They're, they're trying to get rid of good socialists from the party. At the same time, they're embracing uh, former Tories and so on, you know, as a, as a means of shifting the party to the right. It's all about that. It's about making sure that they destroy the left, as a matter of fact. And of course, they're, they're, they're raising the, the, you know, the bogeyman, you know, that the, this is a party within the party. I mean, the right wing have been organised for donkey's years, you know, and they've got their own uh, finances, their own organisation. And their own backing from the ruling class, you know, and that's that's a that's standard fare. Uh, the left are also organised, and momentum and other organisations, you know, in the Labour Party. Well, so what? It's that it's a democratic right to be organised and to to bring your bring your comments together to fight for a particular viewpoint. The right wing organised it. Why shouldn't the left wing organise? For God's sake, we think we're going to just sit back and uh, you know take it. <laughs> you know, uh, we should, we're trying to fight on a level playing field here. Of course, you know, it's what we're always fighting with. Uh, one hand tied behind our backs all the time because they're trying to, to, to cripple us. To, they're moving the goalposts all the time. I mean, the social appeal has been, been going on of, going for 30 years. <laughs> so they, they choose now after 30 years to say, you're incompatible with membership of the Labour Party. Well, why? You know, uh, have we stood against the Labour Party in elections? Uh, no. Have we called for the vote against uh, the Labour Party in elections? Uh, no. I mean... Uh, you know, you, I, I challenge them. They can look for the, every single issue of socialist appeal for the last 30 years, come up with an article, just one will do, I don't mind, that says we are, we are against the Labour Party and we're, we're for, we're, we support other parties and they actually won't find a, a single one. They can't find it because it doesn't exist. We've been loyally supporting the party over the years in that regard against the Tory party, no doubt about it. Unlike them, by the way, that's the whole point. So they have the hypocrisy, these people, you know, where the... In, in the, under Corbyn's leadership, they were going behind and sabotaging Labour's prospects in the general election. We saw the way in which they, or the secret report after, uh, you know, after after the, the 2019 election was uh, was uh, uh, you know uh, 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 exposed really the, the the criminal activity of uh, of these individuals in the in the uh, the organisers, full time organisers, paid for the Labour Party, stabbing the Labour Party in the back. And then working against the Labour Party. That's what you had. And then they accuse us. <laughs> you know, went to fight for, for a Labour government. Hard with comrades up and down the country. Young comrades prepared to, to get the vote out and so on and so forth. And we're the ones who are supposed to be expelled. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. It's a, this is just a, a, a flannel, complete flannel, you know. And it shows how far they've they're prepared to go. Of course, they've got the votes at the national executive. They've got the votes in the pocket. And therefore, they're going to try and push it through on the nod. They're also attacking Liverpool as well. So another paper is to, is to um, basically dis disenfranchise the whole of the, of the, of the Labour parties on, the, on Merseyside until 2026. Good God. You know, on the basis, there's this misogynist attitudes in the party. There's anti-Semitism. There's... there's uh, you know, intimidation, or you name it, they come up with a report, cooked up report, obviously, you know, by right-wingers who have, who have uh, you know, served them this stuff. 
in order to prepare, again, a witch hunt against the best people in the party. They will destroy the party if they have to. You know, I know some people talk about, well, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't do this because they're going to lose the next election. Look, the right wing couldn't care less. That's a secondary question. As far as they're concerned, they're tasked to destroy the, the left anyway. Starmer supports capitalism. So does Boris Johnson. That's why they've, they've, got very, they've got very similar attitudes in that regard. They are agents of capitalism. They want to safeguard capitalism. Of course, one wants to do it with a smiley face and the other wants to do it with a, with a snarl. That's all. It's a division of labor, but they are pro The whole right wing are agents of, of capitalism. And that's their role. Of course, they're, they're well paid and careerists and so on, that's true. But they, 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 they you know, accuse us of being a party with, they are the ones, interests, by God, they're the interests who come in as, 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 as uh, careerists, because they probably picked the Labour Party in areas where the Labour Party had support. You know, they looked, oh, which party shall I join, kind of thing. You know, there was to further my own careers. And you have that, careerism is rife. And they, are, they, are, they, they do well in the Tory party or the Liberal party. They're, they're the same types, in, a, in actual fact. And they're the ones who are, they're the mafia. They're the ones who are, you know, the, the fifth column, if you like, in operating in the Labour Party, who undermine Corbyn left. They've not been brought up, uh, to account because they should have been expelled a long time ago. And MPs should have been suspended a long time ago of right-wing Labour, Labour MPs who undermine the support for the Labour Party. We know all this, but of course, uh, you know, uh, you know, they are victorious now. They, you know, Starmer cleared out all the lefts from the shadow cabinet straight away. Then got rid of uh, Corbyn, of course. And uh, the head was there. I mean, imagine it's like uh, I mean, Neil Kinnock didn't uh, expel uh, uh, Tony 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 uh, Ben. You know, <laughs> it's quite, uh, and uh, it shows how far they're prepared to go. You know, they want they want to turn the clock back to the 1930s. You know, where the left, you know, were were marginalised, and uh, yes, there is a tradition where the right wing have always represented the interests of, of, of capitalism and to purge the left. And Iron Bevan, you know, he's uh, he's talked. I mean, it, it talked off in great glowing terms as the, as the founder of the National Health Service and Lewis Starmer and the rest of them talking about all the wonders of wonderful health service and wonders of of of, of uh, Nigel Bevan. They expelled Bevan in 1938. And they banned the Bevanite organization for being exactly a party within a party. And they were well organized, of course. I mean, uh, they, they, they've, they've, uh, they've expelled people left, right, and, and, and center when it came to it, or suspended them. You know, even Michael Foote was suspended. Uh, 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 Sidney Silverman was got rid of. I mean, they, they, they've got, where their interests, you know, um, conflict, they take a very drastic action against the left. And uh, of course, this is what it's all about. Yeah, it's ironic because obviously they accuse us of being the alien uh, ideas, the, uh, the the poisonous, toxic ideas within the Labour Party. Uh, but can can you explain a little bit then about what is the legacy of of Marxism and the Labour Party? What what role has Marxism played historically and traditionally within the Labour movement in Britain? Well, it's a sort of uh, uh, how could I say, a very much an unknown chapter, I think, uh, in the British working class, because it's deliberately hid uh, of, for obvious reasons. But the Marxists played a very key role in founding the unions, as a matter the mass unions of, uh, of the GMB, for instance, where um, 
uh, uh, Will Thorne was the, the leader of the, of the general, the Boilermakers Union at that time, the Gas, gas Workers Union, he was a member of, was a Marxist, a member of the Social Democratic Federation, one of the first workers' organizations, political organizations, working class organizations in Britain was a, was a Marxist organization. Eleanor Marx became one of, was on the general council of the Gas Workers Union, again, the GMB. You know, Tom Mann became, in, became in, uh, again, a, a Marxist and revolution, becoming a, a leader of uh, the, the Engineering Workers Union, which came into the Unite. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole basis of this new, of the, of the um, new unionism of the 1880s, 1890s, were spurned and led largely by Marxists at that particular time. And that laid the basis for the creation also for the Labour Party. And the Marxists participated in the creation of the Labour Party as a genuine Labour Party of Labour. In fact, uh, that, was, that was the uh, SDF. And they were actually given two seats in the national executive as, as, uh, as permanent seats, you know. So they had, unfortunately, they had a very sectarian attitude. They had a stupid attitude. And because they put forward a resolution saying the Labour Party should have a bold sources programme with common ownership, and it was rejected, they threw their, their toys out of the pram and walked away, which is a stupid thing, because in 1918, under the impact of the Russian Revolution and, and, and events, in other words, Clause 4 was born, you know, to, to cure for the workers by hand or by brain, the full fruits of that industry, based upon the common ownership, precisely, of the means of production, distribution and exchange. And that showed that the Labour Party at that day became a socialist party. Before that, it was just representing ordinary people in Parliament, you know, and it became a socialist party. Um, but Marxism has always been present. I mean, and it, even when the, Co the Communist Party was formed in 1920, it was formed out of the Socialist Labour Party, um, and uh, which was affiliated to the to the um, to the uh, uh, to the Labour Party, and they asked for affiliation, and they were turned down. But uh, and 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 Communists could actually go as delegates to uh, the Labour Party conference right up to 1925, because but the right wing got in charge and they decided to boot them out. And that's where bans and prescriptions and all the rest came flowing back in in order to, 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 to stymie the, the left, to drive the left out, basically. And that's what happened. Although many people were influenced, like Nye Bevan. Nye Bevan considered himself a Marxist. He said the political training that he had as a young man was in the ideas of Marxism. And it affected the whole layer of that generation. Even Attlee, Clement Attlee, the leader of the Labour had to play, had to pay, uh, you know, uh, a homage to Marxists who built the the, found the, uh, the pioneers of the British Labour movement. But of course, uh, uh, therefore, Marxism has always had a a, um, a a thread, if you like, a basis within the party. Defended, it was militant. Obviously, in the 1980s, they expelled the militant, not because they were a party, but because they were so successful. That's the point about it. It was it was growing and growing in success. They were terrified. Because it was put in more, more, uh, if you like, backbone into the struggle itself, and uh, they decided to expel uh, militant at that at that point. And uh, you had people like Tony Benn, for instance, coming out in in support in, in a courageous way. Tony Benn wasn't a Marxist, but he said that the party itself needs the Marxist tendency for the valuable uh, input that they can make to the ideas and philosophy and outlook of the party itself. And uh, in fact, an Iron Bevan warned, you know, if you, if you try and ban the Marxists, it's like bringing about an ideological concentration camp in the Labour Party. That's the words of Nye Bevan. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to, to squeeze out everything and, and have policies just in favour of capitalism and so on. But we represent a, a very honourable, a long tendency in the British Labour movement, Marxism, and now, I would say, more relevant than ever before. 
That's the point about it. That's why it's growing. I mean, uh, these attacks and so on don't, you know, don't come for, any, for, for, for no reason. The social appeal has been growing left, right and centre over the last couple of years. And obviously, uh, it's become noticed, you know, and uh, and therefore they become terrified. And the reason for why we've grown is because Marxism is more relevant now than ever before. You have the greatest crisis of capitalism for 300 years, according to the Bank of England. I mean, we have austerity, we have the polarization of rich and poor and so on. All the ills of capitalism are bearing down. And, and Marxism gives an explanation that the, of this. That's the point about it. And offers a way forward. It's a guide to action. It's not a dogma. It clearly gives us a, a viewpoint about the class nature of society, the class nature of the right wing, of how uh, capitalism can't deliver to the goods. On the contrary, it's going to attack the working class. We see that now when they're going to get rid of the, the furlough system. But this is the beginning of a vicious attack. They'll want the working class to pay for the crisis of capitalism. And you, well, you haven't seen nothing yet. So there'd be a massive attacks on the working class. So you know, I know Starmer is thinking he's sewn it all up. But he's got the votes. I think he's going to he's going to regret the day, because the, the the objective situation, the crisis is going to bear in first of all on the unions, and then it'll bear in in the Labour Party because the unions are affiliated to the Labour Party. And if they think they they've sewn it all up, they've got another thing coming. They may temporarily hold the tide, but they're, they're like King Canute, you know. You know, hoping that the tide doesn't come in, but uh, you know the class struggle waits for no man, as it were. And you think, if you think that the, the, that the you know the dictates of a general secretary is more powerful than the class struggle, <laughs> you got something to be uh, you know be aware of. You know, and uh, you know, in one sense, it's a bit of a pinprick, really. You know, they, they expel us, expel us from what? You know, you can't expel us from the working class, can you? You can't expel us from the trade union and labour movement, can you? And are we going to have influence in the Labour Party? Even if we we're all expelled, of course we will, because we'll have comrades there who will collaborate with us and so on and so forth. Our influence will grow also in the trade unions. So we will be, if you like, uh, coming back with a vengeance, if you're not in that sense. And whatever they do to us now, you know, it's in fact, what's going to happen, it'll encourage us. It's going to make us, you know, even more determined to carry things through because these people have, have got away with murder. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I think the left have been pretty, uh, how can I say, uh, a bit of a sorry state when it comes to what they should have done when, the, when they had control of the Labour Party. You know, they mucked it up, basically, because they had control. They were, you know, 300,000 new members flooded in. They were desperate for change. And yet you had this cabal of right-wing infiltrators, interests, I don't care what you call them, agents of the ruling class in Parliament, sabotaging left, right, and center. And we were supposed to sort of just smile and take it. They spat in our faces. I mean, what should have happened? You should have an automatic reselection, let the rank and file aside. And they wanted to bring it back in 2018. And yet the, you know, the leadership said, oh, you can't, unity, unity. How could I have unity with people are stabbing you in the back? Come on, tell me. And this is, and, this, and look where that policy has now ended up. You know, with the defeat of Corbyn. Corbyn suspended from the Labour Party. Expulsion is going to take place. People being prescribed. That's the failure of the left, I'm afraid to say, because the right wing, whenever they get a chance, you know, they get the, the, the bit between the teeth and they are vicious. When the left have a chance, oh, my God, you know, come on. You know, you've got to, got to, got to grow a backbone. You, you can't let them get away with it. Unfortunately, they've got away with it. And as a result, we're in this this, this 
this pretty messy situation where hundreds of thousands are leaving the party and there'll be 100,000 more leave the party when they're demoralised, when the party moves further to the right, because that's the intention. And therefore, they think that's the, that's the outcome of their, their attitude. Well, Rob, I think that, that's a very good uh, call to arms. And as you said earlier, Marxism really is a guide to action. Uh, so what would you say to all these people you talked about who are demoralized, the 100,000 members you've already left, the thousands more who are going to be expelled tomorrow, all of those on the left who are worried about this wider purge that's taking place? Because as, as you said, we, we haven't got the votes on the NEC. We know this is going through. So how, what's the next step? What is the action that the left needs to take? And what do you say to all of those demoralized or disgusted uh, activists who have left the Labour Party already and are looking for a way forward? What's your uh, what's your your program to them? You know, the the program of action that Socialist Appeal uh, can offer. Well, there's there's a number of angles. First of all, you know, um, you know, first of all, I think that the left trade unions and they are quite considerably in weight should uh, basically throw their weight against this purge and this witch hunt. They've come out with statements, but we got to take it to party conference. They got to they got to raise hell. You know, the worst possible thing, thing now is just to say, oh, well, that's it, and lay back and forget about it. And let, the, the, let them roll over us, you know, without any protest whatsoever. And, I'm, and I don't mean uh, going through the motions protest. I mean a real fight, you know. There's, for instance, there is an, uh, on, the, on the agenda of the conference, as you said, uh, um, a rule change which says that any, if, there's a, if there's no confidence vote, there should be a vacancy. The Conference Rangers Committee, which is dominated by the right wing, have, have blocked us, have blocked it, said, have ruled it out of order. That should be immediately challenged. There should be a vote on that. We should, you shouldn't give them an inch, because if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. But that's up to the leader, you know. I, unfortunately, I don't have the, uh, the power to influence them to do what, what I think should be done. It's up to them. But if they're going to really represent their members and the interests of the working class, then they have to understand that this is a fight to the finish. And they have to understand that this, that Starmer and the right wing represent this counter-revolution that they're trying to impose on the Labour Party and not this pussyfoot around with unity and, you know, broad church. You know, you know the broad church is great, uh, apart from when you're, you're an atheist, I suppose, like myself, you know, then you're stuck. But anyway, it's this idea that they, we're all in it together. Good Lord, we're not all together. These people are established in the back. They're traitors, and that's the way it is. And they should be. They sh we should let. let I'm not in favour of the expulsion. Let the Labour, let the rank and file uh, decide if they should be MPs or councillors or whatever. Let them decide. But it's a bit late in the day because it should have been done 12 months ago, 18 months. It should have been done under Corbyn. That's the whole pro problem. We're running to catch up now. Unfortunately, 100,000 have left the party already. Is that there's others who no doubt are ready to, to rip up their cards? And and you can understand the reason why because the left have been not really up to the mark as they should have been. I mean, fighting, not just just talking, but fighting. In, 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 and the left union shouldn't just, you know, uh, uh, yes, it's like pass the parcel, you know. They've got to get stuck in because they'll come for us. They'll try, look, Blair tried to break the link with the unions as well. And that's what they'll try to do down the line. So therefore, it's, we're in the interest now to defeat this. But it's up to them. I, I would say, of course, if I, I've been in the party you now, what, 55 years? I mean, uh, not very active under Blair, it is true. Uh, uh, yes, I, I joined when uh, Starmer was in nappies, man. And uh, I probably have a, 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 an email or a letter now tomorrow saying I'm booted out. Well, you are. 
uh, is life over? I don't think <laughs> life's over. Over? Why? Because the class struggle is going to take 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 its own vengeance on these people. You see, the left wing, the right wing, rather, you know, in the 1950s, were able to had a certain basis of support within society, and even in the 90s, actually, because the world boomed. But there, there was upswing in the 1950s, and you could, capitalism could give certain reforms, the crumbs off the table, if you like, you know. So you know, my family got a, a council house. My father was in work. You know, ten pound a, a week. You know, that was just not a bad wage at that time. We had, you know, got a wallpaper. We had carpets. We had a fridge. We had a telly. Things that we never had before. You know, and therefore these were reforms given to us to, because the crumbs that we'd won and capitalism could afford it. But today, capitalism can't afford it. That's the whole point. It's it, the capitalism is austerity. It's cuts. It's vicious attacks on the working class. And if you protect capitalism then you're going to prepare, protect those very policies that are in the interest of capitalism. That's the whole point about it. That's why, you know, you know we, are, we stand out. Marx's tendency, in the middle, yes, we take a class point of view. We say that the, the problems faced by the working class are due to the capitalist system, nothing more, nothing less. And unless the capitalism has ended, then you will not solve the problems of the working class. And even if you make a few gains, they'll give them on with the left hand and they'll take them with the right. And anyway, we're going further and further back. We've been promised 100 years ago, bit by bit, we'll get to socialism. You know, just bit by bit. And it's just nonsense, this idea of trying to work within the capitalist system to make it better, to make it more friendly, to make it with a smiley face. It doesn't exist. Capitalism is in deep crisis, is in a, it's like a death agony, really. That's the whole point. You can see it. It's, it's engaged in, in, uh, in, in, in crises of overproduction, of trade wars, and above all, look at how it's affecting the working class. The living standards are falling with the biggest cut in real wages. It's the Peter Lou massacre, for God's sake. We're going backwards, not forwards. And, it, and that's the way that capitalism can only exist. And therefore, that's the program of the right wing. That's the program that they offer the working class. And the working class, I believe, will not want to go down that road. They will fight like hell against wage cuts and, and cutting conditions and so on and so forth. And therefore, they're going to come into collision with these people and they're going to start riling up against them. But they need a voice. That's the point about it. And the Marxism gives you that voice because Marxism allows you to understand a bit broader, a broader picture, not the little, not the, you know, uh, the little bits and pieces that, that make up things, you know, and, and to see things in a broader context where, where things are moving, if you like, you know, we're able to look into the future a bit more. We haven't got a crystal ball. It is true. But we have a perspective based upon an analysis of the contradictions of capitalism and the only way out for the work for the working class itself whether they 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 fully aware, aware of it there's anger and bitterness in society that's for sure particularly amongst the youth that's going to increase it's going to intensify you know the idea that the reform that the you know right-wing reformism has got an answer by by trying to patch up capitalism is capital baloney and they'll come into conflict with the trade unions and the working class and they are they, they're not going to survive, by the way. The right wing, sooner or later, and it's not going to be uh, that long, their base is going to be smashed. They have their little base now is in the apparatus. And therefore, the left is going to come back. But this of a left is going to be a genuine left. You know, and what I mean by that is prepared to go all the way. And what Marxism does is uh, we are not prepared to, to compromise with capitalism. We are fundamentally against capitalism. We want to get rid of capitalism. We want a bold socialist program that will eradicate this system. 
and, and the wealth created by the working class should be put in the hands of the working class. And that comes by taking over the banks, the insurance companies, the big monopolies, the land, and putting it under workers' control and management by the working class itself. So we produce things not for profit, we produce them for need. And we really need stuff, you know, the workers have been squeezed to death. Well, the, the billionaires can fly off to the bloody moon, they can get a rocket somewhere. And our, our people are, are suffering under this, uh, this misery. And therefore, you know, that's the whole basis of it. We have Marxism says there's no way out on this on a capitalist basis. We have to fight for a, a, a change, a fundamental change, a social change in society. So I would say, join us. Let's build a mass Marxist force with that, the, that message, that determination in the trade unions. And yes, in the future Labour Party as well. And that's an argument. But, you know, that's the only, uh, you know, it can be demoralized. It can be fed up. It can be disillusioned. Well, OK, I understand the reasons. But come on, you've got to have a shower. Let's get real. This class struggle is going to go on and we've got to fight it. But the best way is to, uh, to understand it, isn't it? I think it was, uh, you know, the philosopher uh, Spinoza says, you know, this is not, not the time to weep or to, or to laugh. It's the time to understand. And that's the key thing. And, and Marxism gives you the understanding, gives you, gives you the com compass of where we're going. And on the basis of, of this calamity that's coming for the working class internationally and in Britain, there's going to be revolutionary convulsions in Britain and Marxism is going to be, and, and bold socialist policy is extremely attractive to young people and to workers in struggle. And we've got to build that Marxist tendency because when the next waves, and they will come, of left-wing um, uh, flooding into the movement itself, we've got to be there, not just a small little group, but a large tendency with a message that can, can mobilize and, and gain the year of those workers. And thereby, I hope that we carry the message that we'll, yes, to transform society. This is all about. Uh, there's nothing more. We are the, if you like, the, the inheritors of this tradition, of this policy, of this idea. And the objective situation now is ripening for those ideas. You cannot witch hunt or destroy an idea whose time has come. That's what the, the right wing do not understand. That's what they don't understand. And of course, then my phone's going off, of course, which I can't uh, work. Anyway, um, and, uh, you know, the, the, I've lost my plot now. That the right wing, yes, do not understand what's going to happen to them. And they're going to be thrown out on the year. You know, let them comfort themselves in the, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the little seats, the soft seats and the bureaucratic positions. They're going to be out on the basis of the movement of the working class. But let's not make the mistakes we've done in the past. Above all, let's learn from them. You have to go to the end. You cannot give them an inch, otherwise they'll take a mile. We have to have a bold program that's not going to patch up capitalism, but overturn capitalism in the interest of working people so we can solve the problems, not just in words, jam tomorrow, but build the houses, you know, council houses, minimum wage can be great, guaranteed jobs for all, lower the, the pension age, all these things can be there if the wealth of society was done, given to the ordinary people of this, 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 this society. And that's what we stand for, these radical and revolutionary ideas that they say. It's not radical at all. It's elementary, it's basic ideas in, in a sense. But we, that's the spirit that we think that, that needs to be done. And therefore, I, I urge you, yes, don't stand on the sidelines. Come and join us. You know, Starmer wants to ban, ban us, drive us out of office close down our paper, well, the hell to him. The best answer to this purge, come and join Social Appeal. Help us sell the paper. Read the paper. Have you made to read the paper? 
come on, let's get active together, prepare the ground for the future. You know, don't get angry, comrades. Get even. That's what you're going to do. And that means, yes, join in an organization that's prepared to go all the way, like Social Appeal. So I therefore urge you to do that. Fight for yourselves and fight for your future. Thank you very much, Rob. I think that is an excellent uh, explanation, really, for why the right wing wants to ban us, why they're so afraid of these ideas of our paper, of our organization. And one thing they have done is a service to actually promote those ideas because more and more people now are seeing the name Socialist Appeal in the newspapers and knowing that if Starmer is attacking us, then we must be saying and doing something uh, correct because uh, there's an enormous anger towards Starmer and right wing for their failure to provide any real opposition. So if you're one of the people at home who's uh, watching this for the first time because you've read about Socialist Appeal in the news recently, then please take on board everything's Rob just said. Get involved with us, get in touch, visit socialist.net, go to forward slash uh, socialist.net forward slash join, obviously, to get in touch with local activists in your area, to get organized uh, in the fight for socialism, to join us in the struggle for socialist ideas, for Marxist ideas in the labor movement, on the streets, and also help us in terms of donations and subscriptions. As Rob said, read the paper, subscribe to the paper, donate to the organization, Follow us, obviously, on all our social media, our YouTube, our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok, and share all of our material widely uh, to all of your friends and family and comrades and colleagues so that we can get these ideas out there, the ideas that they're trying to ban, that they're trying to block. These are the ideas the right wing's afraid of. And Rob, I think, has explained very well why they should be afraid of them. So just to reiterate Rob's final call to arms there, please join us in the struggle for socialism visit socialist.net forward slash join and we'll see you for the next episode of Marx's Voice, hopefully in the not too distant future. Thank you and have a good evening. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Marx's Voice. You can subscribe to our podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes or any major podcast provider or visit our website at www.socialist.net. And if you're able to, please donate or subscribe online and help support us in the struggle for socialism.